Hey everybody, this is Elise from Camp Aska, and you're listening to Camp Aska, the podcast. The show that dives into all things Aska and the people that make camp the incredible place it is. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media to stay up to date with what's happening here at camp. That's at Camp Aska, C-A-M-P-A-S-C-C-A. Hey everybody, welcome back to Camp Aska, the podcast. Today, I'm here with some special guests. I'm here with Dana, John, Dr. Glenn Roswell, and Dr. Greg Frith. Hey, everybody. How are y'all? Good. So you're two of our favorite doctors that help with Camp Aska. Tell me a little bit about who you are and where y'all met. Okay. Glenn, do you want to answer this? Sure. Um, <laughs> we've uh, Greg and I have been friends for, I guess, about 40 years now. Um we originally met uh, when I was uh, got a job at Jacksonville State University. Greg was uh, chairman of the Department of Special Education, and I was teaching courses in his department. Um, that was uh, 1978 yeah. um, when we started that. Oh, wow. So um, you both have your PhDs, and how long did you work at? Did you say JSU? Yeah, JSU. JSU. Mm-hmm. How long did y'all work there? I was there 26 years. I don't know how many you had. I was there 33 years. Okay. And um, Glenn, you've retired from being a professor, and Dr. Fritz, you did too, but you went on to do other things. Not saying, Glenn, you didn't do other things, but uh, Dr. Fritz kind of started a new career with his wife. Well, I did, and uh, went back to school. Never thought I'd do that in in my 50s, I guess it was. But anyway, I went to the American College in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. And picked up six graduate degrees. I don't know if you knew this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that's part of the Wharton School of Business from the mm. University of Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, it's a very good place to get financial degrees, and mm. that's where I went. And um, so that, that's one of the things that led me to, to working with Camp Ascot. Enjoy doing charitable work and uh, been very blessed in lots of ways. Dr. Roswell, what are you doing now? Well, I'm retiring, and I guess most of the time I'm working for you guys at Camp Aska. Um, um, Dr. Roswell, you're now our current board chair. That is correct. Yes. So this tell is me my, about... This is my second go around. That's right. Uh, as, when, as I, board when I started at camp back in 99, you were like finishing up your first term as board chair, you know, 20 something years ago. And so you're Thank you, Dana, long. for reminding everybody about that. Um, well, I've gotten older too. But um, we appreciate your lifelong commitment and also introducing people to Camp Aska like Dr. Frith. Well, actually, I was involved with Camp Aska before uh, Dr. Oswald got involved. Okay. Uh, many years ago, I, when I first came to Jacksonville State in the early 1970s, I began to send interns uh, down here. Some of them with y'all hired permanently, like Dorothy Collier, um, that uh, fell in love with the place, and I just kept sending, sending interns. and. Dan and I have talked about it many, many times. We both love the place, and uh, he, he's more involved with hands-on. I was more involved with distance, but we both are very active in uh, doing what we could to support Camp Aska and mm-hmm. help it in all the ways that we could, um, which leads us to why we're here today and to talk about the things we'd like to do for the camp. Uh, Glenn, uh, he likes to build. He, he, he'll tell me he'll need a camp house there somewhere. He'll be out there putting the boards in place. But anyway, I, I had some life insurance policies, and I... Thought it might be good to give those to the camp. The reason that it's good to do that, uh, I didn't have any heirs, my, no children. And um, if, if I gave the policies to the camp, 
which is a 501c3 organization, it, it could uh, pay the premiums and I could take a tax deduction for the premiums, mm-hmm. which was a big advantage to tax-wise. So anyway, I, I started giving a couple policies to the camp and I tried to get more, but I, I couldn't get any more. I had a heart surgery 15 years ago huh. and I couldn't get insurance anymore. So. I began to uh, think, how can I get around this? And the way I did it was I bought a life. Of my, one of my workers' assistants, Angie Hill, mm-hmm. uh, she's 50 years old, so I borrowed her life, mm-hmm. took out a million-dollar policy on her life, and gave it to the camp. And I, I paid the premiums, but uh, the camp had to wait a little longer maybe to get their money if she doesn't die before I do. Well, <laughs> I think we can wait. But anyway, that'll be a very lucrative policy for the camp. She doesn't care. She has no involvement. She pays for none of it. Mm. All we're doing is using her life, which is a lot cheaper insurance. But Why don't you tell us a little bit about when I came to you and, and I asked, how do I do this? Um, take take, take our, our listeners to the steps that you told me about how I can go ahead and, and gift a life insurance policy to camp. Yeah, when you take, when you take out life insurance, usually you're the owner. But... Um, what we try to do is, as soon as possible, get the, the policy over to the camp and uh, let the camp own it. And then we give them premiums to the camp as contributions, uh, donations. Mm-hmm. But it's tax deductible to us at that point, whereas before we paid premiums, it was just an expense to us. But down the road somewhere, it'll amount to a lot of money for the camp. And uh, we're, we're both happy to help. Uh, it's a good mm-hmm. thing for us to do with some of our charitable interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took out my policy when I guess I was in, in my 50s. Yeah. And, um, and easy to figure out that even if I was to live to when life insurance declares you dead at 99, mm-hmm. that my contribution would have doubled over what I could have actually given. And as, as anybody in investment knows, life insurance is the only uh, policies where you can give an investment tax free. Yeah, the death benefit on life insurance is tax free, mm-hmm. and so um, we were able to build up a quite a large equity of money for the camp. Uh, they don't get until we die, so they don't get anything anything yet. Except, I guess I probably paid I don't know fifty thousand, hundred thousand. I don't know exactly, but uh, uh, all that's been going into the policies, and the camp's got the money it's in the policies. Mm-hmm. So one day they'll get the bigger thing when I die. But in the meantime, I got a little bit of money sitting there in the policies. I believe we have we have board members and donors who have done this um, that have um, yes. that have a life insurance policies yes. that have been given to camp. It's not a hard thing to do. Um, anybody who's committed um, to the vision of Camp Aska, which is a lot of people over the years, mm-hmm. um, this is something that is relatively inexpensive uh, for the amount of contribution that can go to camp. Yeah. Right. And it makes us feel good, too, to help the camp. We know down the road it'll help more than it does now. But we, we try to help some now and then help some later. But one day, sooner or later, it'll be worth a lot of money to the, to the camp. And they, they, the camp needs endowments. Uh, any large university like Harvard or Yale, they'll all tell you that it's their endowments that keep them going when time gets rough later on. So uh, I don't know when it'll happen, but we certainly will die. Your chance to die is one out of one. Um, <laughs> We know the day will come and we'll pass on. <laughs> well, uh, you both certainly have made investments in the in Camp Aska um, currently and for our future, like you've been talking about in the the policies. But y'all have both given to capital projects, the endowment, obviously, and then this vehicle of life insurance. Let our listeners. Well, I should back up and say Greg Frith is retired, but so he's kind of speaking as a 
neutral party today advising us um, just of contributors to Camp Aska on what we can do. Um, so I did want to say they're also giving in other ways currently, but also preparing us for our future. Well, we love Camp Aska, and anybody that's ever been around this place falls in love with it, and it's hard not to. And mm -hmm. um, well, Not only do we love the kids and stuff, but we love the staff. We love working with y'all. It's a great, great joy to uh, see you all uh, grow as professionals and uh, watch what you do here and see how you uh, contribute in your own way. We're proud of all of you. Proud to be a part of it. So that probably speaks to when choosing a charity to give to, you have to have emotion and participation in that, don't you think? Or let us know how. To I, I think that's a, always a good place to start. But um, as any organization knows, you get surprises from time to time where people um, give you a legacy gift that maybe you didn't even know that they knew about us, but they knew someone who knew someone who said to someone, <laughs> you know, if you if you're thinking of making a, a, a gift to an organization that will really use the money wisely, this is a place to go to. You know, there's um, in fundraising. Um, there's two ways to look at fundraising. You can go to people and say, if you don't give me money, I'm going to have to close my doors. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, I would like to invite you to join our program. We are going to be here for a long time, whether we get your contribution or not. Greg and I will tell you as donors, we would much rather give our money to an organization that's going to be here forever and ever than one that might close next year because there's 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 not enough money to do that there. Camp Aska is in that position where we feel like the future, primarily due to our donors, and Greg, it will be our largest uh, donor uh, with his estate because of gifts like that. We'll be around for a very long time uh, to be serving people uh, within and outside of Alabama with, with disabilities. You know, I, I work with a lot of people in a lot of capacities, and many of them have children and families and whatever, and you'd think they'd want to leave their estate to their children, but not all of them do. Many people are looking for a place to put some of their assets when they die. And they don't always think their children are the best place to put it. Kids only need so much. I heard of Bill Gates talking about it. The worst thing he can do is give all his assets to his children. It ruins them. People are better off having to make it on their own sometimes than have something given to them. Mm. And uh, I just think it's good to give some seed money to the camp and let you all do what you want to with it. But uh, I have uh, two close friends. One lives in New Jersey. One lives in Vermont who are big-time sponsors of Camp Aska program. So that uh, th that reaching out can go a long ways. It, 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 it is always a good place to start to have an emotional attachment. Uh, people like Greg and I are always going to be easy uh, to, to, to reach out to be donors. But we also have friends um, who will say, hey, what are you doing down there? That sounds like a really, really neat place for me, for me to be invested in as well. I wish we'd get more of our friends to come down here and uh, spend a weekend or a day and look at the place and see what, what's going on, especially when the kids are here. Mm. Uh, they don't realize all the many, many contributions we make. We watch St. Jude commercials, which do a great job on television. Right. But our, our kids here are the same way. They, they, if they were to make commercials, they'd be winning people's hearts right, going and coming. Uh, it's good to see the warmth and the excitement and the appreciation in kids in their lives. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you all give us an opportunity to contribute and take part and do what we can to help. Well, we definitely try to be good stewards of your money and everybody's money. And I hope we do a good job of showing you that we're doing what we're supposed to. And I think our 45-year history has probably hopefully proved that to everybody that we continue. We really appreciate y'all reaching out to your friends as well in different parts of the country because 
you know, serving people with disabilities in their uh, camping and recreation business is very important to a lot of people. Um, you can't age out of our programs. And so um, we're thankful for y'all to be a part of our future. We're getting older, too. We're just <laughs> thankful somebody cares what we do and what we, what we can contribute. You know, Dana, um, there's a whole bunch of our board members who also have their families involved in camp as well. Um, a lot of several of the board members I'm aware of have they've had campers here. They have had uh, staff members here. Mm -hmm. My son uh, got uh, the formative part of his learning how to talk to people as a camp counselor. My mm -hmm. granddaughter now is going through the same thing. I know there are I can think of at least a half a dozen other board members that if they were sitting here, here too, that would be saying that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so so we we this program provides many many services beyond the direct services that that mm -hmm. are being provided to people with disabilities. Yeah. So I encourage anybody, if you're looking to give to the charity or Camp Aska, that um, to visit, really get to know what we're doing here. Um, we have another board member whose daughter worked here, and he was interested in Camp Aska, but he really researched it to make sure we were doing what we say we're going to do. And he's become really involved, uh, personally, financially, and getting other people involved, too. So it really works what you're doing. At least you're only three or four years into Capasca, but there's a deep legacy here and lots of people uh, involved and in, uh, there's roots. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll, you'll gain appreciation for that as you meet people that have oh, a hand in it. Absolutely. I feel like with just a few years that I've been here, I have such an appreciation for everything that people in the past have done because that has given me the opportunity to be here as well. Well, it's a, it's a real joy to have any people that give their lives to this place. It is. Greg and I have been talking, so maybe I'll just ask, Greg, if you can uh, give us a little idea of what other sort of legacy gifts um, can be can be given to camp uh, for people who have a little bit of money when they're in their retirement ages. Uh, some people use trust, uh, which uh, I, I have mixed feelings about it because sometimes they're incredibly useful. And other times they're a pain, a pain to deal with all the details of a trust. Mm -hmm. A trust is nothing more than a paper person that carries on your wishes after you're gone. But you can also set them up while you're living if you want to. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you have conditions in trust. That the kids must do this or they must do that. And sometimes they get to be too cumbersome, not worth it. It's just mm -hmm. better to give the money directly to the camp and, and let you all do what you need to do with the money. You have media needs things you need to do today, and then you have things you want to look at for next year and the year after, and the, the cabins you're building now, you need some money for the paying those things off as you go, and um, so but the trust can be very useful in giving uh, legacy gifts to, to a camp. Life insurance is one of the best ways, because it's tax-free later on to the camp, uh, and it makes our contributions tax-deductible, which is a real good thing. Uh, there are many ways to give time and effort, energy of, our, of, our, of ourselves. Um, I just love giving to camp any way I can. If you think of a way I can help, I look, let me know and I'll help. And he, Ben always giving me ideas on things to do, and uh, he's a great idea man. He got a million things that he wants me to do. And I'm always happy to help. I'm happy to pitch in. You know, at least one of one of the things that I've that I think Camp Aska has done extraordinarily well over the years is naming things after donors. Now, I know that on the surface, that sounds like, oh, that's a silly thing. But that's the way you keep a donor involved. Somebody mm -hmm. has their name on a plaque or a building, and then they bring down a friend or something, and they say, look, my name's here. That makes that gives you that gives you an incentive to want to do it again. Yeah. You know? It shows a little bit of appreciation. Yeah, it, it makes it um, it makes you 
give us a piece of your program. Mm. Probably one of the highlights in my life was when my now 18-year-old granddaughter, when she was 15 then, says to me, Papa, is that your name on that building? And I think for the first time I had some credibility with it. <laughs> but but that, that, is the, that is the link that does that. And, and more than any other place that I've been associated, Camp Aska does that well. So for all the legacy gifts that we can think about, this is, this is, this is a payback to your donors mm-hmm. to make them a part of your program is we're going to make you a part. We're going to put your name on a building or your name on a plaque or something like that. And when you walk around the campgrounds, it's almost dizzying how many how many names you see, and you'll find your donors will be saying to their friends and stuff, "There's my name on that brick there." All right, we definitely found in the past. You know, some people are hesitant to do that, but we encourage them to do it, Greg, <laughs> because it also encourages other people to get involved. Because many of the times, it doesn't take that much. A little planning and I remember coming down here. Uh, I don't remember what the event was, but the man who built Glenn's son's home. Uh, up in North Alabama, uh, construction man. What's his name, Glenn? Donald Perkins. Donald Perkins. I, I didn't know him, but a friend of mine. But uh, Donald Perkins had his name on, on something. He had been uh, down at the lake, I think it was. The LPR zip line. Yeah, the zip line. And uh, he, he was showing me his name on this thing. Mm-hmm. And he had tears in his eyes. He was so proud. Oh, wow. First uh, major contribution that he made. And, and wow. the story on that is um, he was building a house for my son. We became good friends, and at the end, he said, I'm not going to charge you for the last stuff we've been doing. And I said, that was not in our contract. Mm-hmm. And I gave him a check, and he said, I'm not accepting it. And I said, well, if you're not accepting it, you're making a donation to Camp Ask. <laughs> and I think he thought I was joking. And so he came down here for the dedication, and he saw his his name up there. And it, it really, he brought his whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole family now is, uh, they've made small contributions, and um, the tentacles just when when you when you when you build ownership with a donor, mm-hmm. the donor feels like they want other people to be involved in that. They're proud of what they've done. They want their friends to be proud of it to do it as well. It often starts small and, and, and it grows, and uh, it, it's a good thing and to watch it evolve in, in people's lives. John, we appreciate you giving us the opportunity to be involved in the camp. Love having y'all. We're just running it for you. You know, there's a lot of people that make it happen. And so... There are a lot of people involved. Uh, you know, in the 90s, I had the privilege uh, with John and uh, and some of the previous directors that were here, uh, Jerry and Tom, they took me to, to a whole bunch of the other camps around the country. At one point, oh, wow. there were every state in the, in the nation had a, an Easter Seal-type camp. I think we're down to five, six, seven at this point here. But I got to see a lot of, a lot of these other, I think there was some motive behind that because I came back and told everybody there is no question as to who the flagship camp is. I mean, other camps were, when we would go there, they would sit down with, with John and Jerry and Tom and they would ask them questions as to how do you do this? Mm-hmm. Um, what, 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 how can we do this? How can these programs be funded and stuff like that? Um, so you are the flagship program. Um, should be very proud of that. We we have always been very proud of our staff. It is um, the best staff of any camp in the country. Uh, our biggest problem is keeping staff because many of our staff end up being directors at other camps. I was about to say country. we've had several full time staff and some are staff members that went on to other camps, mm-hmm. and some of them come back. <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, I think it's real helpful that our history is so strong and the way we do things and treat people. Well, as you think of things you need, let us know and we'll find a way to get it for you. <laughs> thank you. It's a pleasure. Appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Russell, and thank you, Dr. Frith, for joining us today. I'm sure our listeners will enjoy hearing this episode. So thank y'all. Thank you. What's happening at ASCA? This is the part of the show where we are going to talk about everything that's happening right here at Camp ASCA. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Matt Rickman, the camp director here at Camp ASCA. Welcome to the Camp ASCA podcast. Uh, very excited. We've got a lot going on here at camp, but uh, my focus is going to be on the thing we have coming up this December. So very soon, we have our biggest fundraiser that we do every year, the Camp Aska Jingle Jump. That will be December 10th, and we are definitely looking for some more jumpers or jumping teams, as well as if you just want to support. If you're not into jumping into icy cold water, you can still support someone's jump page. There's uh, several people who are putting that information out on Facebook. It's on our website. Uh, And like I said, you can sign up to be a jumper or you can jump with other people. But basically, if you're not familiar with the Jingle Jump, it's uh, we do it on our Christmas weekend. So there'll be campers here kind of cheering you on. And you try to raise money for at least one campership. So that's $800. Uh, but if you can raise more than $800, that's even better. And basically, you you get to wear – we encourage you to wear a costume. Uh, we I've done it every year since we started doing it. And so, yes, you maybe dress up like Santa or Rudolph or whatever – and you jump into the Camp Aska swimming pool in December. And that is not the most fun thing in the world, but it is for a great cause. It's actually our biggest fundraiser. Uh, and this year we have set our goal of raising $50,000. So again, we need, need your help to either participate and help raise money or donate money uh, to somebody's team. Um, but it's a, it's a great time. The water, I, I'm going to be honest with you for a second, uh, I hate cold water more than anything in the world. Like, I don't get in that pool until it's like middle of June. Uh, so to jump in there in December is is uh, is pretty tough, but it, it is a good time. So if, if I guess the way I'm putting it is if I can do it, then you can do it. Uh, so, uh, but please, please check that out again on our website, campaska.org. If you have any questions or again, you want to make your own team, you can also email Dana uh, Rickman, happens to be a very nice person. Maybe even worth marrying. Could be my wife. Uh, but anyway, email Dana at Dana, D-A-N-A, Dana at org, uh, And she will help you put together some photos and get your team and help you show you how to promote it and put it out there so you can be a jumper. But thanks, thanks everybody, for listening, and thanks for supporting Camp Aska. Thanks for listening to Camp Aska, the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to you joining us next time. As always, be sure to follow us on social media at Camp Aska and visit our website, campaska.org, for more information about camp.